Today in Science from Wired. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Fighting a wildfire in Texas. Building a network to connect 40 million people to the internet. Cutting pollution with chainsaws. Hear Chubb customers tell their stories at chubb.com slash podcast. And stay tuned after the show to hear how a sinkhole swallowed eight priceless sports cars. Using genetics to make a more perfect Christmas tree by Megan Multaney. This year, for the first time in my life, I'll be hosting my family for the holidays and to their deep disgruntlement, will be celebrating without a Christmas tree. No, this isn't some principled stance against the Yuletide industrial complex or a personal front in the war on Christmas. I'm just much more interested in an indoor evergreen interloper when its needles fall in someone else's home. Now, under careful watch and watering, most firs, spruces, and pines can keep their fragrant greener for weeks, if not months. Someone like me, who excels at neither of those things, needs a tree that can hold on to its needles and its dignity without an ounce of effort and upkeep. Too much to ask, you say? Maybe a decade ago. But with today's sequencing and computational biology tools, you may never get stuck with a sad Charlie Brown specimen again. In fact, at this very moment, scientists are sifting through 1,200 gigabytes of genetic data, taken from hundreds of Christmas trees growing all over the world, to figure out what separates the best needle holders from the worst. They're also looking for the genetic signals that confer resistance to devastating molds from the genus Phytophthora, Greek for plant destroyer. Although some fungicides can reduce its severity, the root rot still costs the U.S. Christmas tree industry hundreds of millions of dollars each year. Unlike America's other commercial crops, very little is known about what goes on inside a Christmas tree's genome. For centuries, growers have had to rely on traditional methods of selecting and breeding for desirable traits. But soon, thanks to a small cadre of scientists who dedicated their careers to unraveling the conifer secrets, they'll be able to use genetics to make a more perfect Christmas tree. One maybe even I would want in my apartment. Tree Hunters Gary Chastinier has spent every fall since 1978 running reconnaissance at Christmas tree plantations, pop-up retail lots, and big box stores across the country. At each stop, the plant pathologist scours the inventory, finding the best-looking tree in the whole place. Then he takes photos, interrogates salespeople, and snips away small branches, which he weighs with a portable scale before air freighting them back to Puyallup for testing at his Washington State University lab. In the old days, that meant having an army of grad students marking a two-inch segment on each branch and counting every needle or needle scar in that area. 
Today, Chastenier's team hangs the branches on racks or wire clotheslines strung across a temperature-controlled concrete cistern, where they rest without water for seven to ten days. Then, a few well-trained technicians gently rub each branch and rate the needle retention on a scale of one one percent of needles fall off to seven ninety-one to one hundred percent loss. Chastenier is only interested in the extremes on both sides of the spectrum. Over the years, he's taken any cuttings that rate zero to one. Or six to seven, and grafted little bits of them onto rootstocks his lab manages on 15 acres in Puyallup. This process converts each outlying specimen into an isolated stand of genetically identical trees, preserving their unique DNA in what's called a clonal holding block. Now, those trees are part of a massive effort to pinpoint the tiny genetic variations that determine why some trees turn out better than others. Five years ago. Chastenier and his research partners at North Carolina State University landed 1.3 million dollars from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the largest Christmas tree grant in U.S. history, to use RNA, which translates DNA into proteins, to figure out which genes are turned on or off in trees with valuable traits. And in a little more than a month, they'll finally have those answers. Evergreen genes. That's how long Jill Wegerson, a computational biologist at the University of Connecticut, expects it will take to analyze all the sequencing data. Five years worth collected by Chastenier and his collaborator at NCSU, John Frampton. We have our lists of genes we're looking at to see if they are being up or down regulated, says Wegerson. Now we're connecting them together to see how they form different networks and pathways of gene expression, which is not super easy for conifers. That's because the conifer genome is not just enormous, 20 billion base pairs compared to your 3 billion, but also pretty weird. At some point in their deep past, spruces, pines, firs, and their relatives acquired a complete second set of genes. Scientists think this genome-wide duplication likely helped shape these species into the tallest, hardiest plants in the world. But it's also made sequencing them an incredibly daunting challenge. And unlike corn and soybean, there hasn't been much money available to even try. So far, scientists have managed to put together partial DNA blueprints for only a handful of conifers, not including the most popular Christmas tree species. Chastenier isn't after anything so grand. What he cares about is what's going on in a special layer of cells, right where the needle meets the branch. Gene expression here controls whether or not these cells break open, causing the tree to release its needles. So his team scraped these cells out of hundreds of branches at 10, 20, and 30 days post-harvest. Then they froze the tissue in liquid nitrogen and sent them off to North Carolina to be extracted for RNA sequencing. Each sample is like a snapshot of all the genes being turned on and off as needles are lost. Chastenier's colleagues at NCSU sent in samples taken from the roots of trees to see how gene expression in different trees changed in response to fungal infections. Now it's Wegerson's job to sort through them all to look for genetic signatures that correspond to needle retention and phytophthora resistance. The goal, at the end of all this, is to find a molecular biomarker for needle retention, so that Christmas tree growers can separate the strong, stoic ones from the rest of the pack much sooner. It takes a year or two to grow a viable seedling in a nursery, and another six to eight before you can tell if it's a good one. That is, if it survives the rampant root rot. With biomarkers, growers could test much earlier, only planting trees that will keep their needles post-harvest. And it could help breeders cross in resistance traits from more exotic species to more traditional American ones. This doesn't mean Christmas trees are going GM ho 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 anytime soon, though. 
attempts to genetically engineer designer trees for super fragrance or bioluminescence, say, have never really gotten off the ground. And even with new work into conifer genetics, there's still not enough knowledge to make the trees good candidates for today's newer gene editing technologies. The potential for genetic improvement in these species is huge, says Chastenier. But the reality is that the application of those improvements using genetic engineering will be hampered by the complexity that just slows everything down. So it may be a while before I can buy the perfect vacuum-free Christmas tree. On the other hand, it might take me that long to convince my family to let me host another holiday. This podcast was made possible by Chubb. Hear how a sinkhole opened up under the National Corvette Museum right now. Betty called me at six in the morning. She thought it was a fire. It was worse. A sinkhole opened up under our museum. Eight priceless Corvettes had plunged into it. Chubb was there within hours. They helped make sure it was safe. We had everyone we needed to get our museum back up and running. And we opened the next day. Hear more stories at chubb.com slash podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.